Grassroots, True Grit. This is Shenango Voice. Visit our website at shenangovoice.com, and if you enjoy our programming, share a link to our podcast with your friends. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York, now serving the Shenango County community with take-home comfort food and indoor dining. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and dinner from 5 to 8.30 p.m. To order or reserve a table, call 607-334-9480. The weekly menu can be downloaded from their website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click the link to Bohemian Moon at the top of the page. Hello again, everyone. My name is Mark Finero, and I'm the technical director of Shenango Voice, a local public service podcast. Our mission is to inform, connect, and inspire Shenango County, New York with information and stories that bring out the best in our community. Shenango Voice came into existence just ahead of the coronavirus pandemic. Due to New York's current social distancing recommendations, we've adjusted our intended format, opting to perform interviews online instead of recording in our dedicated podcasting studio. As a result, we're sacrificing some audio quality for now to keep our participants safe and bring you timely information. Today's program features an interview with Mibby Kim and Phil Metzger, two of the founding members of the Shenango Family Food Co-op. This interview was recorded by Shenango Voice producer Diane Gallo on Friday, October 23, 2020, and explores what happens when a group of like-minded county residents start up a new food co-op to supply high-quality, locally sourced organic food to Shenango County. The result is whole grains, a vibrant food community, and, dare we say it, lots of nuts. Enjoy. Hi, this is Diane Gallo with Shenango Voice. Today we're here with two founding members of the Shenango Family Food Co-op. We're here with Mibby Kim, who operates the Bohemian Moon Restaurant and La Maison Blanche French Bakery in Norwich. And full disclosure here, Mibby is my partner in crime here at Shenango Voice, along with our partner, Betty Bythewood. Also here with us is Phil Metzger, who is a natural resource conservationist and also a holistic management certified educator. Phil, what is the Shenango Family Food Co-op? The Shenango Family Food Co-op is an organization of local individuals who are interested in doing something for their community in terms of better access to higher quality food at an affordable price. So I first got involved in it when Mibi asked to come to a meeting. And generally when Mibi asked me to come somewhere, I do it because I just know her as a person who's always pursuing projects that benefit the community. And to me, what a co-op is, and in particular a food co-op, is a group of people get together to form a quote-unquote organization, a cooperative that um, provides some type of service to their community, in our case, locally sourced, high-quality bulk foods. And the organization brings together people from within the community that can move that purpose forward. For instance, the way we operate is we purchase large amounts of locally sourced food. So our definition of locally sourced would be 
within our region, within our area. So I think we have a 500 mile things that we purchase food in and we buy it in larger quantities and then break it up into purchasable size amounts, half pound, one pound, two pound packages that local folks can then purchase. And we do have a small markup to cover our costs. Um, the other feature with a co-op would be um, you can become a member and that gets you a more attractive price. Um, members are uh, also asked to, in our case, to volunteer time so we can keep our overhead costs low. So it's a way for a community to get around a cause. Again, in our case, it's providing local high quality food to get around something and provide that uh, within their community. Thank you, Phil. That's very clear. And very noble, too, I might add. So far <laughs> as community, quality, food, nourishment, just very holistic. There are five-pound bags, too, on some things. He stopped at two, so I just want to add that in at some point. And then the, the question was going to go to you, maybe. How did you get this started? I think the uh, key ingredient here is really knowing people and their ever-changing life circumstance and then connecting the dots to create a meeting of the minds and making something happen. And I think here is an example of such a group. So I think if I introduce these people to the audience, maybe they will understand what I'm talking about. So first person that I want to introduce is Ron Ziza. And he is probably the principal person that made this possible by his retirement from the largest member-only food cooperative in the country, membership of 17,000 people, and bringing his experience to Shenango County. And he's also a certified chef with the New York City restaurant experience under his belt and an international yoga instructor having studied in India. So when he secured as a member of this group, then uh, I went to Trellen Smith. She is a co-founder of Oxford Farmers Market, and she's a force I could not think of doing without. And then Kanis Paliata. She's a person with never-ending curiosity and energy. Chinango Links news editor and a concerned citizen, fiercely educating herself about our county government. I think she's devoted her life to healing and service to others. And then we have Phil Metzger, um, who is the other speaker on this podcast. He's retired from a 31-year career as a resource conservationist with the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service. He instructs on various topics, including farm, personal and business financial planning, goal setting, value-based decision-making, biological monitoring, and land planning. And then we have Deb Whitman, presently a member of Made in Shenango Cooperative. She's an artist and technical illustrator, and she's committed to and love her local community. And it was uh, her dream to always have a food cooperative in this community. And then we have outside help. Time to time, we consult with Dave Emerson, 
uh, who's a uh, pillar of this community, Joanne Wells. She's going to coordinate our volunteer uh, group and she's run Weight Watchers group in Norwich for a long time. Stacy Christensen, who's going to be helping us with some of the bookkeeping that we have to do. And then there's just me trying to hold all of that together. <laughs> and I think one last thing is that we are all interested in eating and or food source. So the group works exactly as a cooperative is defined. We're supportive, innovative, respectful of each other, hardworking, and solution-seeking. And the key ingredient in the success of any volunteer group is transparency and curbing the expectations from one another and appreciating each contribution. In the beginning, did you spend time clarifying your mission and why you wanted to be together? Is that part of what made the, the dynamic work? One of the things about trying to um, manage with a group of people who, I think our group has a lot of people with a lot of great ideas and some you know fairly forceful personalities. And so we, um, we're often very clear on what our values are and what we would like to see happen. And so one of the things we did early on is creating a statement of purpose and a vision statement so that we could look at the values that we agreed on so we could make decisions toward those values. And so it's not only about talking about them, but it's about, you know, once you articulate them, you write them down. And that gives you something to check in on as you try to make decisions and move the organization forward. So, you know, let's face it, the world is extremely complicated um, and it's often easy to make poor, you know, management decisions uh, that actually move you away from, you know, what you value or, you know, just you have unintended consequences that you didn't expect. So um, let me give you an example. One of our values is that we value a locally resilient food shed for our community. And so how do we do that? Well, we address that value by providing high quality bulk foods. We are a local products retail outlet. Um, that's our co-op, that's who we are. Another value is that we support local and regional farmers and, and also producers and processors and even suppliers. So how do we do that? Well, we purchase food from within our defined area to encourage that regional resilience. And another value we all found that we shared was a healthy environment. And so we try to minimize our food packaging. We try to consider seasonal food cycles and the products that we offer. We purchase locally and regional because that minimizes our carbon and ecological footprint on where we get our, our products from to, to resell. And we're just aware of our impact and our own practices and the, our own systems that we put in place when we're you know, going about our business. Um, so we keep those values held you know, closely and we check in on them. I wanted to go back to um, like how, how do you evolve and how do you um, come to make the decisions you make? And in the beginning, I think we all generally have some idea about what we want and who we are, like Phil said. And I pulled these group of people together because I knew that they would see things more eye to eye in the first place. 
But out of the union, um, a lot of things came up um, that someone else didn't think about. And we are constantly like paying attention and learning from each other, allowing each person to do what they know how to do better than the next person. And just kind of like building on things. So we actually had a very um, fun discussion last time where one of the person attending the meeting said, oh, I love planning everything and I just want it to be perfect and I'll do everything in my power to stick to the plan. And then the next person said, oh, I love chaos when things just don't go the way it's supposed to go and we have to just figure out what to do. So just having these people at the table and being able to discuss things like this, including the way we think about things, not just the co-op. I think it just all lends itself to each person's growth and understanding of how the world works in, at large. You have a location now that you didn't um, have. So if you want to speak to that. One of the advantages that early on was apparent with our co-op is we had a place to locate. We're in a, a very nice small barn on the property of La Maison Blanche, uh, Mevis Bakery. And it started out as a very rough structure, but we've put uh, some, some work into it and got it looking pretty nice now. Uh, it's a perfect size for us at our current scale, but we're right up on Route 12, if you don't know where the bakery is, across some lows. And so, you know, that was a big advantage to us to having a location to start in. And we meet at the bakery once a week um, and get prepped for the next distribution. At first, we handled everything within house, just with the, uh, you know, five or six folks that were there. Um, now, as Mevi mentioned, we're starting to look at needing more uh, volunteers to uh, kind of flesh out our, our staff requirements. So we're going to continue to grow that way. We're going to need to start to more and more uh, volunteers through our membership to be able to handle the volume as we grow. So now you have a mission, you have a method, you have a location, you've got a website, and it seems like you're being very respectful of how much work everybody can do and where you might like to go. So would one of you like to talk about the distribution dates? like the days you're open? We're open the second weekend of every month. Um, so we have hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So one weekend a month, you are open for business, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday, the second weekend of every month. And yeah. coming up in November, it's... 13, 14, and 15. It would be basically Friday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday midday. So. The hours will be posted up on the website, and there is a big sign in front of the bakery on the lawn what times we are open that day. And what are some of the kinds of products that you are uh, stocking at the moment? In terms of products that we stock, um, we have dried fruits, we have nuts, various kinds, pecans, walnuts, cashews, peanuts, pistachios. Um, our dried fruits include cranberries and apricots and raisins and etc. We have rices. We have brown rices, basmati, jasmine. We have lots of beans, kidney beans and uh, lentils and 
Uh, we have mango, which sells out pretty quickly. We also offer Fojo's coffee, a whole bean. We have flowers. We have some New York sourced uh, flour, uh, also farmer ground flour. We have bread flowers and general purpose flowers. We have oats, rolled oats, and we have pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. And I'm sure I missed a few things. Polenta and cornmeal. We're trying to also uh, carry some uh, maple syrup and honey. We cannot do without because they're just local as could be. Much of this is organic, correct? Yeah, a large portion of what we offer is organic. And again, the idea behind sourcing, you know, we don't grow cranberries that much in New York. We don't grow mangoes in New York. But even if some of these products are grown elsewhere, uh, we purchase them from a local supplier. And that's the idea is trying to make sure that everything we purchase has a local connection, whether it's the farm that's you know, within our 500 mile radius or whether it's a different type of producer, a processor or a supplier. So as you can sense from the list of products, they are all non-perishable items at the moment. We have chosen to do this because we're a startup at the moment and we are trying to test the waters to see where it can go, how fast it can grow. And initially, we were thinking about a three-month trial period. But I believe that in times of COVID pandemic, it's really difficult to assess any kind of normal pattern. So we've decided to extend our testing period until the spring season and then really assess uh, the situation at that point in time how fast and how big or how slowly or how small we're going to go forward. We are all committed to this, so it will go on. A lot of other factors will determine at the speed and the scale with which we will move forward. When you were uh, listing the different items that you carry, and I have been there and purchased items, one of the things that comes to mind very strongly is that right after our most recent scare of food chain supplies. What will we have available? How will we get it? Who will supply what things? When I think about the nuts that I bought and the, the different items that I bought, those are long-term, easy to store. They're not too vulnerable. They will last um, sources of protein and the kinds of things that will sustain you and get you through. So that idea of not only the line that you're carrying, but the moment that you're emerging, it seems very fitting to the circumstances. The co-op is observing all the social distancing requirements. Everyone is wearing masks. Everything's set up so that everybody can come in and be perfectly safe. And I really can't help but add that being right next to the bakery is just such a draw. I mean, you can go in, you can get your coffee, you can get your baked good, you can go outside and enjoy it. You can go over to the co-op. Occasionally, you might have a local farmer selling other products out there for greens or something like that. So that's a really satisfying stop on your weekend. Is there anything more that people need to know? We have the location. We have your distribution days as the second weekend of every month. 
Remember to bring your totes, although if you should forget, somebody will help you out. Cash or check only. No pre-orders are necessary. There's lots of really good things to come and look at and social distancing. I would add one thing. I would actually like to read a um, sentence from our future vision that I think kind of encapsulates uh, how we all feel about our community and what we hope to see in our community someday. And so I'll read this. Our community has thriving local businesses and locally sourced food access, socioeconomic equity, excellent school systems, robust mental health and social service agencies, and well-funded fire, police, and emergency services. So how does that relate to a food co-op? Well, whatever business you run, whatever um, purpose you serve within a community, um, there's also an indirect effect. And so our hope is that through providing locally sourced high-quality food, will have a positive impact on the community that is indirectly indirectly benefiting um, other agencies, other services, other businesses, both private and public, um, and the citizens of, of our region. What kind of response are you getting from the community? What do people say? How do they respond? I think the most popular comment is, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> So people seem to really appreciate uh, what we're doing and what we're offering. I think a lot of it is about some of the products we offer. And again, we really focus on high quality products, but a lot of those products are not available uh, locally. And so they have to go elsewhere to get it. And so I think having this within their own community, I think they really appreciate that. And the other thing is that Ron has been the um, supply officer, and he's very knowledgeable about all the products we're um, getting. He knows everything about it, the background, where it comes from. He knows how to use them, how to store them. Anything you want to ask, he's right there, and he's there almost all the time that we're open for business. I think that's just an absolute asset. Because a lot of times we go to um, buy something and go, what is this? How do you use it? And there's someone right there to answer all your questions. It would be fun someday to have a cooking class to, for using some of these different things, maybe an outdoor, socially distant cooking class. There's no limit, Diane, to where we can go with <laughs> this. So thank you for that, too. Um, I think that we just need to do more outreach. And the people who know us or know the products, they're in it already. But there's a big population in Shenango County that have not been exposed to these products or even know the difference in the quality of the things you can get from here versus um, the things they're consuming right now. So I hope that we, we can just keep reaching a wider, wider audience, especially the people who are not familiar with what we're doing. I would add too that one of the shared values within our co-op is that we service all people in the community, not just a certain segment of the community, but all people in the community. So that means that we have to have fair and competitive pricing for our products and we have to be accessible to everyone.
We have been talking with Mibby Kim and Phil Metzger about the Shenango Family Food Co-op in Norwich. You can now find the Shenango Family Food Co-op on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Shenango Family Food Co-op or to www.shenangofamilyfoodcoop.org. And that'll put you in the loop. It's located directly across from Lowe's on Route 12, next to the French bakery, La Maison Blanche. And distribution days are the second weekend of every month. The co-op is the red building next to the French bakery. You can bring your own reusable totes or boxes, cash or check only. You don't need to pre-order and all items are offered to everyone at the same price. There's no members as of yet. Social distancing will be maintained inside the co-op coop, if I can say it, or the little red barn and bring a friend along. Come and, and see and enjoy the work that a visionary segment of the community is putting together to build the next step in the story, uh, building back better. So thank you, Mibby. And thank you, Phil. And I look forward to seeing you next time around. Thank you. You're very welcome. That concludes this episode of Shenango Voice. We hope you enjoyed our program. Please subscribe using your favorite podcast application so that you can be notified when our next episode is published. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York now serving the Shenango County community with take-home comfort food and indoor dining. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and dinner from 5 to 8.30 p.m. To order or reserve a table, call 607-334-9480. The weekly menu can be downloaded from their website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click the link to Bohemian Moon at the top of the page. Thank you for listening.